The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PricePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head over to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome everyone to the PropCast NFL Week 11 edition, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is currently 3.13 on the East Coast and joining me as usual on Fridays to record the NFL Week 11 player props, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing this Friday afternoon, buddy? Munaf, what's good, man? Um Feeling all right. Friday afternoon, we're a week away from Thanksgiving, so ready to see some fam and eat some good grub. The uh, Thursday night contest, again, was a disappointment for the most part. Um, oh, pretty shitty game. <laughs> Saw the Falcons completely just tank and shit the bed. A lot of people coming into question of whether Matt Ryan can really do this anymore. Um, but I don't know. I think I feel like that game was just it was just a horrible game script. Uh, they couldn't get anything going. Uh, good game for unders. If you took any Falcons unders, I took uh, I had Tajay Sharp under 23 and a half or 25 and a half receiving yards that that hit. I had mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts under 63 and a half receiving yards, yep. which also hit. Yep. But then I made the mistake in picking uh, Matt Ryan over. 21 and a half completions. He, he was at 19 with like five minutes left, but with the game out of hand um, on that final drive where the, uh, the new England Patriots kicked the field goal, they mm-hmm. decided to throw out Josh Rosen, which was a whole nother experiment. That guy is fucking awful. <laughs> like he shouldn't even, how does he still have a job? Like it's, he threw out of five passes. He threw two picks. One went to the house. Like he sucks. Like he just doesn't, yeah. You know, you know, some people, when they, when they come out of the huddle, they break the huddle and you look into their eyes and they just look like they're scared out of their minds or they're just not in a position where they thought that they should be. Yeah. He still has that look. So, like, I don't know. I don't know how you can see him in practice and think that he's game ready at any given time to replace Matt Ryan in, in, a, in a football game, a professional football game. This dude should be playing like the CFL, if not, you know, holding a clipboard for a high school coach or something. I don't know. He sucks. Yeah, it was uh, – uh... Excruciating, I guess, is the word for the Falcons' offense. Uh, yesterday, I had the under, also at Kyle Pitts, 
uh, receiving yards yesterday. And, you know, we, we talk about with Bill Belichick, what he does best is he takes away your best weapon. And right now for the Falcons offense, it is Kyle Pitts. And I think they did a pretty great job of taking Kyle Pitts away in the game and, and making somebody else beat you. And they weren't able to do that. Were the Falcons. And you got to give a lot of credit to this Patriots defense, man. I mean, what they've been able to do, not only – over the past couple of weeks here, but throughout this entire season, it, it's absolutely phenomenal to see. So that's a big win for the Patriots, man. Now they get to seven and four. You have 10 days off. I'm sure Mac Jones, like he can use that time off, uh, get some extra rest. And now they, they have two big, two big games coming up against the Titans and the Buffalo Bills. So I think big victory there for uh, the Patriots. Congrats to uh, Patriots fans. I also had the under on Mac Jones passing yards, and I thought that this would be a game where they would, uh, the Patriots would be running the ball a lot more. And it seemed like they did that, right, with Damian Harris, uh, with Stevenson, with with Bolden. I think that uh, they were able to run the ball effectively and really have their way both on offense and defense. So um, if you were on the under like I was, and if you were on the Patriots like I was, you know, you were, this was a pretty stress-free win for you. Uh, but again, I think that the the, the dominance of, the Bill Belichick over rookie head coaches is it's, it's something to uh, something to definitely keep an eye out for as far as profitable angles. I want to ask you, Dan, to kind of wrap up this Thursday night. Do you think that Matt Ryan possibly had PTSD after he faced the uh, Patriots last time in the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean you don't forget a twenty-eight to three meltdown in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't. I think that Matt Ryan's over that. I just think that the Falcons team, you know, without Cordell Patterson, who's been their primary weapon on offense this year, out, outside of Kyle Pitts, it was pretty easy for Bill Belichick to just scheme out Kyle Pitts, and he executed that flawlessly. So I think it was more of a byproduct of not having enough out there to compete with a team that, let's be honest, man, like not a lot of people had faith in the Patriots uh, going to a rookie quarterback this yeah, year, but Matt right. Jones is doing his thing. Yeah. Their defense looks really solid, which is always the Bill Belichick mantra, right? He has a great defense and he likes to run the ball. And they got two capable running backs now that you've seen uh, with, with James White being out for the season. Ramondre yeah. Stevenson stepped up in that backup role. And even with Damian Harris, they, they have a nice one-two punch. So, yeah, I don't see that that – this is just not a good game for the Atlanta Falcons on a short week with, with not many weapons that they, they were doomed for failure. Yeah. Three points scoring only for the Atlanta Falcons over the past two games or eight quarters. Uh, not good. Nate. That's not going to win you very many ball games to say the least. So um, yeah, let's put a bow on the Thursday night game, a uh, bit of a snooze fest as usual for Thursday night, but uh, Dan, what we wanted to do is kind of revisit our season-long player props uh, from what we picked uh, prior to the season. Um, and we'll take about two divisions at a time uh, through the next couple of uh, weeks here. And we'll start uh, this year – or sorry, this year – this episode with the uh, AFC West and the NFC West divisions. And um, looks we're looking pretty good, man. Uh, there's some close calls that we're going to come down to the wire here. But uh, just to kick things off here, we'll start with uh, yours – for the AFC West, uh, Justin Herbert, you took the under 4,550 uh, and a half passing yards for him. Um, this one looks like it's going to really come down to the wire, man. Um, I think I currently saw his, close. do you have a, what his number is currently? Yeah, he's currently at uh, 2,545 passing yards through uh, through nine games. So yeah. at this point, 
you know, he's averaging 282 a game, uh, pretty much 298, 283, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, if he keeps up with that pace around that number, he'll finish with 4,800, 4,700, um, 4,794, just rounding up. Yeah. Uh, so that was definitely going to come into question. So it's really about what's left in the schedule that could pot- potentially derail that. Mm-hmm. Um, He's got a pretty favorable schedule. Like it's, I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to hit this. I mean, this week got, eleven matchup is being will be interesting against the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Yeah, I, I just don't know that I'm too um overly concerned about the Pittsburgh Steelers defense right now, only because they're miss they're probably going to be missing T.J. Watt, uh, yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. They're, yeah. they're going through the COVID uh, stuff as well, so I don't even know how to handicap that game. That the Steelers are five and a half point dogs, but the chargers haven't been playing particularly well over the last few weeks either. So I don't, I don't know how to project that game, but yeah, I'm looking at, they, they played the Broncos twice without that Vaughn Miller pass rush. That, that defense is exploitable. Cincinnati Bengals, they could be thrown on New York giants. Nah, Kansas city chiefs, Houston Texans, like finish out with the Raiders and for where they are in the division, it's still pretty tight. So I'm expecting them to still, you know, they're, they're still going to be their best offense is when Justin Herbert's throwing the ball. Yeah. Weirdly enough, though, Joe Lombardi was supposed to be, you know, the QB guru. And it seems like they've regressed a little bit in terms of uh, wanting to throw the ball downfield. And I don't really understand that. But, yeah. you know, I think we'll probably see that playbook open up a little bit more with Mike Williams struggling. It seems like the success of Justin Herbert is, has been hinging on the performance of Mike Williams. So once we see Mike Williams start to emerge again, probably hit some more uh, throws downfield. We'll see him, you know, kind of erupt here, but yeah, I'm definitely this one. I'm, I'm not holding my breath on this one. This one looks like it could be an L. Yeah. And I'm feeling the same way about my uh, quarterback prop that I took for this division. And I, I went a little ballsy and I took uh, Patrick Mahomes under 5,050 and a half uh, passing yards. And early on, I thought this looked uh, pretty good for uh, the season long bet, but then, you know, you're not going to be able to, really stop Patrick Mahomes from the quarterback that he is. I think currently he's averaging close to 317 passing yards per game here. And, um, you know, the last week he had 406 yards against the um, against the Raiders defense. And then now this week probably is going to be turned into a shootout for uh, this game against Dallas in week 11. So after that, I mean – Again, they have two games left against the Broncos. They have the Chargers, the Raiders, the Steelers. Um, yeah, just like you, I, I think I'm chalking this one up as an L also for myself. That uh, you know, it seemed like that it was going to get under here or have a chance. But again, you know, with Patrick Mahomes, this, this guy's a freaking animal. He can go out and throw for 400 yards on uh, any given uh, any given Sunday for sure. Uh, let's go over to your next one here, uh, Dan. You had. Uh, Josh Jacobs over 975 and a half rushing yards. Yes. Yeah, this one's another, uh, I'll be honest, this AFC West is looking pretty brutal for me. So I'll make it up <laughs> in the NFC West. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's really just unfortunate luck. I think with my next two picks, they're just not playing enough games. Josh Jacobs has been banged up. Uh, he's missed uh, two games this season already. Um He's just not running with the volume that he had in, in previous years. You know, a thousand yards to me seemed like a pretty low measure considering that he did it in the first two seasons. Yeah. And right now he's sitting on a, a mediocre 296 through seven games. So only averaging 42 yards uh, per game, which is so it, it's, I mean, it regressed completely. I mean, he was averaging 
uh, 71 last year and then 89 the year before that. So, um, yeah, I, I got on the wrong guy on this one. So 975, I'm, I gotta, I gotta get Josh Jacobs to go off for some, you know, hundred, hundred yard plus performances in the next several weeks here for me to catch up on this margin. Cause at this rate, he's looking at like a 720 yard, yeah. uh, season. So, yeah, that, 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 that's the tough part, right? Like if, if we're taking an over on season long props, I think that, you know, injuries really, really derail what we're trying to accomplish as far as the stat projection. And I think that, you know, I'll get to uh, one of mine in the NFC where it's pretty much a toast because I took an over, but um, yeah. for mine, I took uh for my running back when I took uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire under seven and a half rushing touchdowns. Um, not too concerned about this one, man. He doesn't have any uh, rushing touchdowns till uh, or this part of the season. He's been on the injured reserve uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs for since the uh, I think I believe since week five. Uh, not sure if he's going to be able to go this week, but I think they're projecting for him to come back uh, after this coming uh, NFL Week Eleven. But uh, I think at that point he's going to have to average like three touchdowns um, every two games. And I just don't see that uh, that happening. So. Feeling pretty good about this one. Um, and then for your last one in the AFC, uh, God, man, another injury uh, toll here for you, Jerry, Jerry Judy, over 65 and a half um, receptions for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I had high hopes for, for Judy this season. I mean, when he's played, he's been effective. I mean, he's had uh, out of three or four games played, he's had six receptions. So, you know, he's averaging over five and a half a game. Uh, extrapolate that out over a course of a season he's got he's got 65 and a half so yeah um, he's gonna have to pick it up quite a bit as well he's still sitting on right now he's sitting on 22 mm-hmm. receptions so um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna have to see him get busy over the second part por- portion of this season uh to, to really catch 60 to get 66 receptions but it's it's in the realm of possible we never it know is. there could yeah, be an injury is. to uh coylan sutton or another pass catching uh, receiver for the the Broncos. They're also uh, trending the wrong direction in terms of their season. So you know we could potentially see another quarterback at the helm that's a little bit more uh, risk adverse or yeah. sorry risk tolerant. I yeah. should say in Drew in Drew Locke. He just throws it wherever he wants. So I don't know. I'm I'm praying for the Denver Broncos to continue to falter, play from behind, and Jerry Judy hopefully stays healthy and is the recipient of all these passes going forward. He's at 22 currently, you said, right? For uh, and then yeah, his, and then his number mm-hmm. was, I think, I think it's a real possibility still here, Dan. I mean, 44 receptions with seven games—that's not bad. That's an average of about six. And let's say he has one crazy game where he gets 10 receptions. I mean, that gets you right back on track. Um, you know, for us over to hit. So hopefully, he can stay healthy. And you know, um, again, if they continue to stay behind. Um, I think that they'll be able to get the ball to Jerry Judy. Um, for my last one for the uh, AFC West, it was Keenan Allen over 98 and a half receptions. Feeling pretty good about this one, man. Looking Again, good. We, yeah, we talked about uh, that Keenan Allen is an absolute receptions machine uh, for the LA Chargers, currently sitting at, um, let's see here, eight, 65. So he only needs about 30. Four more receptions. Yeah, 34 more receptions with about eight games left to play. So hopefully he can stay healthy. That, that's that's feeling pretty good. Yeah, that I, was I feel feeling pretty about good. That. So only barring health, hopefully he's able to stay healthy. And we know Keenan Allen sometimes misses a game or two. But um, only needing 34 with about eight games left here. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that one. Um, let's shift over to the uh, 
NFC West, man, I think we're we're uh, looking pretty good here. Or at least you are for sure. Um, uh, yeah, partially. Than, yeah, <laughs> no, I think you got you already hit two out of three here for sure, man. I mean, yeah, the Kyler yeah, Murray yeah. thing is just a whole injury thing. You had over 624 and a half rushing yards. Um, and now he's missed what the past couple of weeks here just because he's had what an ankle injury or shoulder injury. Same thing for Kyler Murray every single year. But um, yeah, I think I, yeah, I, this was a good pick. I, I was actually, I, I was probably going to sweat that even if he was healthy all season because the the tide, I didn't really, I didn't factor in the tide turning of Kyler Murray becoming a legit pocket passer. He was running far less this season than he has the first couple of seasons. So yeah, I think that that was, I pegged that one a little bit wrong. So even if, I mean, I'll, I'll blame the health for just for sake of it, but yeah, I think that one would have been, that would have been a tough one to, to overcome just given his, his strategy and how they came out this season, uh, throwing the ball and spreading it around and, and not really running much. Yeah. And then I took uh, Russell Wilson over 4,215 and a half passing yards. That's injury. Yeah. He's dead. This one is dead. Um, you know, injuries over the past couple of weeks has kept him out. He needs to average about, 362 uh, passing yards uh, for the rest of the season for this to cash. But yeah, and that this one is toast. Uh, let's move on to your next one, man. This one cashed in the what first week, like first quarter for you almost. Uh, Raheem Mustard, uh, under, under seven and 700 and a half rushing yards, uh, Dan. Yeah, I think this one was, uh, I should have made this my best bet. I don't know why I didn't because one thing that's been tried and true is that uh, Raheem Mostert cannot stay healthy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it lasted even shorter than I expected. I, I gave him credit for at least five games, but yeah, he didn't even make it that far. Even if he came back, his job is gone. You know, that's Elijah Mitchell's and probably Jeff Wilson's now, and he's a wrap. So yeah. Um, yeah. So happy to cash one before, you know, really even having to play out the rest of the games. Yeah, man. I mean, again, uh, injuries has been a big concern for uh, Raheem Mostert uh, over his career, and especially with the 49ers. So uh, definitely uh, catch that one. Sadly, it's 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 cashed because of an injury, but here we are. Um, for my running back one, I took um, Chris Carson under seven and a half rushing touchdowns, and he has three on the season. Yeah, um, this one's got a little sweaty before he got injured again. Um, he's on the injured reserve right now. I believe he is going to be out this week for sure. Um, and he hasn't really progressed as that's what's the latest news out of uh, Seattle for Chris Carson. So I'm not sure when he will be back um, for the bet's sake. I hope he doesn't come back anytime soon. Uh, but again, we don't wish, uh, you know, bad health on anybody, but you know, that's just, that's just the industry that we're in. Here. So Chris Carson under seven and a half. It's it's looking pretty good here. And uh Dan, this last one for you, man. Uh, this is probably one of your best out of all the props that we picked for all the divisions. This one has that? almost cashed. I think it'll cash by Sunday, man. I will give you the floor on this one. Absolute <laughs> killed it with this one, man. Yeah, yeah. This was the one. Um, I believed in Matt Stafford coming to LA. Uh, more than most and uh, actually playing, having Cooper cup play with a competent quarterback. This just seemed like a smash over for me. So it was Cooper cup over 93 and a half receptions. He's currently leading the league right now with 85 receptions for <laughs> 1,141 yards um, averaging over eight receptions a game, which is just bonkers. Um, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I didn't think he was going to be this good, but shit, I will. I mean, Hey, never know 
Cooper Cup has had his injuries as well. Um, but it looks pretty good to uh, cash this over. Hopefully it comes this week and um, I can stop having to worry about this one. Yeah, Dan's being a little modest about pretty good. This is absolutely, you know, <laughs> killed it with this one with Cooper Cup. Uh, that's crazy, man. 85 receptions through, what, nine games, 10 games? Or, yeah, nine games. Crazy, man. For, Man's uh, looking like, you know, putting up Jerry Rice-type numbers. It really crazy. does, man. This is crazy. Uh, yeah, so that that was a great find by you, man. Uh, that, that was a, a, probably the best of the best bets that we have, all the, all the ones that we've picked. Um, for my last one, I took Brandon Ayuk over 67.5, I believe is the number. Yeah, 67.5 receptions. He's currently sitting at 22, and for whatever reason, early on in the year, whether he was in the doghouse or – Whatever the case might be, he was not getting that production was Brandon Ayuk. Um, through the first, I mean, we said through the first five weeks, Dan, he only had, I think, three, four, uh, four, yeah, nine, nine receptions. I mean, he's come on a little bit over the past three weeks here. He's at 22 receptions um, for the season. He needs about 45 more with about eight games here. Not feeling very confident, especially with Jimmy G at quarterback, but I thought that this guy would be the number one receiver for the um, for the 49ers. I mean, I know they have Debo Samuel, who's pretty much getting all the targets and our target share and snap counts, but I thought this would be a breakout year for Brendan Ayuk. Yeah, and I, I think you were you were right coming into the season. I think you know, much like fantasy managers this season, uh, we we're expecting that Brandon the Brandon Ayuk of last year, five receptions, sixty-two yards a game. Uh, he went over. He had you know sixty receptions and only. Um, 11, uh, 12 games total, um, and 11 starts. So yeah, yeah, I, I didn't, who projected that he would just piss off Kyle Shanahan to the point of just not really playing at all, uh, for the first several games of the season, we have seen him kind of turn it up a little bit. Mm. Um, still hasn't had one of those breakout games. And unfortunately now that I think the opportunity window for him to to rack up some additional receptions was when George Kittle was out. Debo Samuels maintained his health. Well, which was like the primary benefactor of, I guess, his success last year was Debo wasn't there. So they, were, they had to throw it to somebody. Um, but yeah, I'm concerned about this one probably almost as much, almost as concerned as I am about Jerry Judy's when he missed with injury, that the time that he missed with injury, these guys are sitting around the same spot, 22 receptions, and both have to get, you know, 66, 67 receptions over the last uh, portion of this year. So without, you know, Without quarterbacks that are top tier quarterbacks, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely sweating these ones. Yeah, this one is a little tough, uh, but uh, you know, I, I, you know, you win some or you lose one. I mean, I can't make any excuses right, here, right. but um, you know, it is what it is. But at least for the West Division, definitely, uh, Dan is taking the cake with the Cooper Cup over 93 and a half receptions through what nine weeks. He's almost gotten over that number, but. Uh, most of them are looking pretty good, Dan, uh, for the, at least the West divisions. I know we'll break down uh, the rest of them as we get, you know, week by week uh, as the season progresses. Some really, really good ones. Um, I think you killed it with the AFC East, and uh, I think there's another one I was looking at that you blew it out of the water. But we'll get to those when we get to those. Um, I, I think right. the two, uh, you had two under, I think you had two under, didn't you? For yeah, two hundred four four yeah. four thousand. Yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get there. But <laughs> then uh, let's take a quick break here, bud. Uh, we'll come back and we'll get into NFL Week Eleven player props um, for the propcast. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
We're bringing the excitement of WinBet Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New new users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it up to 200%. If you bet $100, you'll get a free bet of $200. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. PropSwap has always always has the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. See a bet that you like but think the price is too high? Submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then buy it. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, coming off of the break, Dan, already NFL Week 11, bro. These weeks are just flying by, man. This is getting crazy. Uh, Let's just dive right into it, man. What do you got for your first player prop uh, for this week? Yeah, my first player prop, Justin Fields, over 34 and a half rushing yards. I have that also. I really Double yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And again, we never coordinate these in advance. Nope. <laughs> so uh, it's always good to be, to see Munaf on the right side. Um, but yeah, no, nah, he's gone over this in four straight. I think it's finally coming together for the rookie QB. He's averaged eight rushing attempts over the last four games. Uh, to me, this game script is going to be really uh, in the Bears' favor at home where they're six and a half point dogs. No Allen Robinson that came out today. So yeah. um, he'll have to be mobile in the pocket and you know, with this Ravens team that's coming off a really bad loss um, on Thursday night football, they've had more time to prepare. I'm thinking that this is going to be a, uh, a nice opportunity for Justin Fields to show what he can do as a mobile quarterback. And uh, yeah, I don't know that they're going to be able to keep it within six and a half points, but yeah. you know, whatever, however far out of reach this game is, is probably going to benefit uh, Justin Fields and his rushing attack. Yeah. Just echoing everything you said, this was also one of my plays. So uh double log here for us. Um, yeah, like everything that you said, and he's averaging about, what, eight rush attempts per game that's uh, over his last four games, and he's gotten over 34 and a half in every single one of those games. So, like you said, I think this is going to be another game where uh, Justin Fields has to, you know, he shouldn't be able to utilize his legs against his Ravens defense. And he's going to have to make quick decisions because if he's not, this pass rush is going to get to him. And I think yeah. that he's going to have to, you know, drop back, look at his first or second read. If it's not there, he's going to have to take off. And I think this number is a little conservative. Here at 34 and a half for Justin Fields. So I'm glad that we're bo- uh, both on this one. Uh, this number, yeah, really stuck out. I thought it should be at least in the 40s uh, for Justin right. Fields, but we'll gobble it up Agreed. at 34 and a half here, man. Uh, so that's my uh, both of our first ones. I'll give you the floor again, man. Go to your next one. 
No doubt. Uh, so my second one is Miles Gaskin over 21 and a half receiving yards. Okay. Um, this is really a play against the Jets. Uh, the Jets are the worst team in the NFL at covering opposing running backs out of the backfield. They've allowed seven receptions for 74 yards this season by opposing running backs. At least one running back has gone over 21 and a half reception receiving yards in every game against the Jets this season. So I'm probably going to sprinkle also a half unit on the scrimmage yards for Miles Gaskin, which is sitting <laughs> at 73 and a half. Just because like I, I this is you know, I'm looking at his rushing, it's his rushing yards that's in at 46 and a half. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. So I figured I might as well combine the two. And uh, yeah, I think Gaston is going to have a day here um, against a Jets team that is just porous um, at, at stopping the, the, the run at, or catch pass catching back. So he is the primary pass catching back for the Dolphins. Um, who knows what the hell the Jets are going to do with Joe, Joe Flacco at quarterback. So yeah, give me, give me all the overs for those Dolphins running backs. I'm laughing because <laughs> I have Miles Gaskin over 43 and a half rushing yards. And again, this, and, 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 and I'm glad we're on the same page here, but it sounds a little repetitive, but I think that like, this is where we're finding the value for like some of these player props, man. Like, yeah, we've looked at what the Jets rush defense has done over the past several weeks. And, and it's really not pretty, man. I think they're bottoms in the league. They're giving up like close to 140 or, 150 yards on the ground over the last three weeks here, uh, 146.7 to be exact. They gave up 139 last week for whatever reason on the road, they want to give up 150 um, rushing yards per game. But I know they're at home this week, but yeah, this, this just smells like a miles Gaskin game. Right. And I think I'm glad that you're on the uh, over receiving yards and I'm on the uh, over rushing yard. So this, this might be a good, maybe DFS play also Dana um, for miles right. Gaskin to get into your lineup. But yeah, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on that uh, rushing and receiving on the over. Uh, but definitely, I'm on the over rushing yards at 43 and a half. Definitely shop around for this number, guys, because it is starting to climb here a little right. bit. Um, let me see if it's still the same number on the book that I had. No, you're right. It's up to 47 and a half now. So I got it at 40. And every everyone's everyone's pounced on this one. Yeah, and I was at 43. <laughs> I, literally, I looked at it last night, and it was it was 40. You're right. It was 43 Yeah. Um, to jump three yards in, in less than 24 hours, man. That's yeah. a pretty significant boost. Yeah, so agreement there. Uh, let's see if we match up on the third one, Dan. What do you got? Yeah, my third one, man, I, I'm going to all rise, and I, I never thought that I would come to this point. I, this is the first New York Giants prop I've played all season outside of a Saquon Barkley under, uh, which is looking pretty good. But um, yeah, Kadarius Tony over 36 and a half receiving yards. To me, this is going to be a Tampa Bay slaughter. And what better for slaughter is – uh, negative games, a uh, positive game script where the opposing quarterback can just throw the ball. And we saw last week, you know, the Bucks secondary, they're, they're toast. Um, yeah. Not even just last week. I mean, Tyler Heineke did his thing enough to win the game, but I think that was more of a surprise of the Washington football defense. But over the course of the season, the Bucks secondary has been one of the worst in the NFL. The Giants on the opposing side have one of the worst offensive lines. They have next to no one to catch the ball anymore. It's literally just Evan Ingram, Kadarius, Tony. He's finally off the injury report. Um, I haven't seen the update on Sterling Shepard yet. Do you know if he's, if he's playing? I have not seen, I was waiting for the final injury reports to come out, but uh, why don't you give your final handicap and then I'll, I'll see if I can find something for Sterling Shepard. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, yeah, Tony hasn't, he's only gone over this line in two. He's only gone over 36 and a half in two games this season, but um, this is really just a play to, we know Danny Dimes is actually really good. Uh, as a home, as a road dog. And um, 
I feel like this is, could be a good opportunity for, for Kadarius Tony to show what he can do. We've seen his, his ceiling, um, 180 plus yards in a game. Um, I think Jason Garrett is likely to try to, to scheme, to get him the ball, just because that gives them the biggest, uh, opportunity for success here. And so, yeah, 36 and a half seems small to me. He can get that in one play. Um, but yeah, I really like the prospects of Kadarius Tony this week. So I'm taking the over on that. Yeah, I am saying that uh, Sterling Shepard did not participate today in practice. So that usually means he's not looking good. Yeah, he's not looking to go, even though this game is on Monday, correct? uh, That I don't think that he will be able to go with a quad injury. So that just makes it like it even more with uh, Darius um, Tony there, especially all the reasons that you said, right? This secondary for the Bucs, man. I mean, they're in trouble, man. I mean, they're they, they don't have guys on both sides of the football here, but especially on that secondary, they're kind of toast. Um, for my next one, I'm going to go over to that Niners and Jags game. And I took this last week on my player props post and I'm going Jimmy G under 215 and a half passing yards. And I don't think this is going to be a game where they need to rely on the shoulders or the arm of Jimmy G to get the victory for the 49ers. I think that they go in with the same game plan. Um, they had against the Rams on Monday night where they just, you know, get Elijah Mitchell involved and get some of their other running backs involved, you don't need Jimmy G to throw the ball. And even if he does, um, I don't see him getting over 250 uh, passing yards here. And we kind of take a look at what uh, the Jags defense has done over the past couple of weeks here. Surprisingly, I mean, Josh Allen, they were able to limit Josh Allen to 264 passing yards. I mean, I, I understand that it's more than 250, but a guy like Josh Allen against this past defense should have gone for easily 300 plus 350, possibly 400 passing yards, but for them to hold them at 264. And then last week um, against the uh, Indianapolis Colts, Carson Wentz only threw for 180. And that game was really predicated. The Colts, their game plan was running the football. And they did that with Jonathan Taylor. So I think that Kyle Shanahan will establish the run here against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars defense. And I don't see where, you know, Jimmy G will have his shots to throw the ball, but I just don't think it'll be enough for him to get over 250 and a half passing yards uh, this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I'll take the under on uh, Jimmy G. I love the fate of Jimmy G. You know, they're, cro- they're going cross country, 10 o'clock game. That's a tough game to get up for after, you know, potential, I mean, having the, the most important and vital win of the season against the, yeah, the Los Angeles Rams on Monday night football. So um, I, I expect a regression, man. I, I see them just coming in, coming in, expecting that they can just do whatever they want for the Jaguars. I mean, we did hear that, uh, or did just see, it's going to alert that Elijah Mitchell is going to be doubtful. So we'll probably see a lot of Jeff Wilson jr. Maybe who knows who's going to be behind Jeff Wilson jr. Whether it be Trey Sermon or JJ, JJ hasty, if he comes back, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, to, to, to back Jimmy G like, He's had three ridiculous games in a row where he's had over a hundred QB rating. This just this just smells of the fade that the Niners offer off of a really good game. And more importantly, Jimmy G, um, 250 yards. You know, that's that's pretty much his ceiling at this point. Um, even though he had a couple, he had like one game of 300 yards, but that was an outlier. Yeah, yeah and I think uh, I think it was that that game was it against the Lions where he threw for a lot of yards. Um, did Jimmy yeah, G, but I mean, up. yeah, he's had a couple of good games, but I just don't think that this is a spot for him where um, even yeah. though, like you mentioned, Elijah Mitchell is doubtful that they'll still find a way to run the football here. Um, will Jimmy G or sorry, will the uh, 49ers offense and Kyle Shanahan? Uh, I know he had back-to-back 300 yard games against the bears and the Cardinals, mm-hmm. but 
Right. Um, at least for this sake, I, I'm thinking that, you know, we'll see a lot more running. They find ways to run the ball here. And I think that uh, we'll see that against Jacksonville. Um, yeah. He's so, yeah. So that was surprised. Yeah. He, he has gone over 300 yards in three games, but yeah. you know, three out of the 10 games eh, or three out of nine games, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Not the best. It's only 33% conversion in that regard. But other than that, you know what I'm saying? He's only gone over 250. So he's gone over 250, what, four times in the season? Yeah, that's three, still under fifty percent. Yeah. So, um, I'm not I'm not too confident in that. And he's averaging for so was that extrapolate out for the season? Yeah, nineteen thirty six. Uh, you said nine forty two. Yeah, yeah, nine games. So he's averaging two. Oh, ten games. Sorry, ten games. Oh, ten games. So he's no, 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 no. no he's only, no. He's actually only played eight games. Did he miss two? Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, I'm only really? seeing eight. Did he miss a game? I don't remember. Oh, oh Trey Lance. Week. The Trey Lance. The Trey Lance game. Oh, the Arizona game. That's where I had Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he played eight games. Okay. So he's averaging about eight games. So four, four to four to eight. So yeah. I mean, fifty percent of the games he's done it, but he's averaging two forty two in the year. Yeah. Um, it's just really the letdown spot. Like I, just, I just feel like this is this might be the trap game of the week. Uh, for sports betters, like I, I just feel like the Jaguars, um, the Jaguars will have the advantage of them having to travel cross country and then coming off a big win on Monday night. Uh, I just think that that's the spot to fade them. So I'm with yeah. you there. Let's go to your next one, uh, Dan. What do you got? Uh, so that's all my picks for this week, man. I'm going light, what light with the three with uh, one one QB, one RB, and a and a wide receiver. Okay, I'll give you my two, and I think this one is probably my favorite of the week, and it's probably best bet territory. And I'm going uh, CD Lamb over 73 and a half receiving yards, and you know CD Lamb hey. for the Dallas Cowboys. He leads the team in targets, reception, and yardage for the uh, for the Cowboys, and they're going up against a Really bad Chiefs defense. I know they've been improving from week to week, but I think this is a different offense that's coming into Arrowhead this week. Uh, Lamb has exceeded this projection every single road game this season. He had 104 in week one against Tampa, 81 against the Chargers in week two, 149 versus the Patriots in week six, 112 versus the Vikings in week eight. And I think that he should be able to feast this week against the Chiefs um, uh, defense here. So I'm taking... CD Lamb over 73 and a half receiving yards. And I'll quickly throw out my last one also. It'll be uh, a guy that I took last week in that uh, Mon- I think it was a Sunday night game. Hunter Renfro over five and a half receptions. And um he, he I'm going right back to the well with him. And he only he he is only uh he's second on the team, sorry, uh for the Raiders in targets. He's only two targets behind uh Darren Waller, but Renfro over the last six games has six six receptions or more in five of those uh, six games. So, um, you know, the, the, the wide receiver situation is kind of thin for the Raiders there, uh, the whole thing with Henry Ruggs. And then, you no, know, just John, I don't think Deshaun Jackson is going to be the answer. I mean, we saw him. I don't know what that was last week. I don't know if you caught that play with Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> yeah. That just throwing the ball to the other team, essentially like, where yeah, are you going? Bro? Just run straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or go and, down. What are you doing? Yeah. And I think that, you know, we'll see more targets towards Turner Renfro here. Um, so I'm, I'm banking on him getting at least, uh, six receptions here. And again, the Raiders have played five home games so far this season and four out of those five uh, home games, he's had at least six uh, receptions has runner Hunter Renfro. So I'm um, looking for big things out of Hunter Renfro for the rest of the season. So I'll take over five and a half receptions there. And then CD lamb over 73 and a half receiving yards. That's my last two. Yeah. I love CD lamb's pick. Uh, just given uh, what we've seen out of him over the last couple of weeks, man, it looks like Dak is really, really targeting him. And I think that that's partially at least last game 
Uh, I think that's really due to Michael Gallup being back and having another threat there to take the pressure off of him. Um, Amari Cooper, him and Amari Cooper have pretty much been doing their thing. We saw Dalton Schultz really boon um, when, when Michael Gallup was out, but I think that, that now Schultz is the one that's going to be most affected by them having a, a healthy wide receiver core. And uh, yeah, I, I love Gallup. This is going to be a fun game to watch the over under sitting at 56 and a half for the chiefs game. I'm betting the under on that. It just seems okay. like a lot of points, but yeah. at the same time, uh, I haven't seen anything from the Kansas city defense that makes me think that they can stop the, the Dallas offense and Ezekiel Elliott will probably have a pretty good game. Uh, we know that their, their, their rush defense hasn't been the best, but uh, yeah, I think if this is going to be a shootout, you want to be on the, on the right side of things, grab, grab CD lamb because he is the most effective and best wide receiver on the, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. What do you think of this line at uh, two and a half for the Chiefs? Yeah, so I was I was talking about it on a uh, on another podcast earlier. I, I think I'm actually betting on the the Cowboys here at two and a half um, as, as road dogs here. I probably teased this up to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's a I think that's a it's a great teaser piece, but I think that the I think that the the market's reacting to are the Chiefs back or the, the, saying that the Chiefs are back. Yeah. And I don't know that I can necessarily agree with that just yet, man. Like their sample size, they haven't covered worse shit over the course of the season. And sure, they're probably due for some regression, some positive regression in terms of uh, getting on the right side of things. I think they were two and eight or two and seven against the spread coming into last game. Yeah. So, you know, you expect them to get right, but I don't know, man. The Dallas team is for real. And uh, we've been yeah. saying it for a while now. Like Dallas is by far the best team in the NFC East. And it's not even close. They're probably competing right now for one of the best teams in the, in the NFC. Yeah. And if they're healthy, the, the question mark that I have is, is their defense going to have, is their defense continue to, is their defense going to continue to get turnovers? Right. And that's, what's really been helping them is that they've had a crazy amount of turnover, turnover luck or opportunity. So um, if that, kind of stabilizes then you get two you got two quarterbacks of the best offenses potentially in the nfl going at each other i'm still taking dallas here i think dallas has a little bit more weapons clyde edwards hilarious and on the other side of the ball um and we've seen pat mahomes just make bad decisions so yeah. i think that will catch up to you against uh ball hawking people like trayvon diggs that have been opportunists um when people met when other quarterbacks are slipping so yeah I, i'm take dallas here probably tease them up yeah, I think this is a great teaser leg uh, for this week as far as teasers go. Uh, definitely going to be a fun game to watch. Just want to get your opinion because I was also leaning towards Dallas here. If it gets up to three, yeah. uh, definitely going to be oh, yeah. on Dallas for sure. Uh, Dan, yeah, let's definitely. take one last break here. We'll come back. We'll get some final thoughts, and we'll wrap it up with a best bet for NFL Week 11. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. Slick app and fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is because they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get into some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash SGPN. Have you heard about prize picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Price Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all these superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. 
PricePix offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. All, your, all new users that deposit and use promo code SGP will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You pick 2-5 to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected number. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy, guys. PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get your 100% instant deposit match up to $100 or go to your App Store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Since when did sports betting become so rigid? Sports betting is meant to be social. When I picture betting, I picture bootleggers with mustaches tossing bets around in a speakeasy. SoBet is taking the social lineage of betting and putting a modern twist on it by providing a modern platform. SoBet is changing the game with their new product. Head over to SoBet.io and create an account to see for yourself. Through their fully functioning and free web, app, web application, you can access a demo of their app which will launch next fall. The app includes consensus lines from Vegas, a feed of what other people are betting on, and the ability to send friendly wagers to anyone you know via text, QR codes, and links among other methods. No money is transacted on the app and it is purely competitive. Next time you're with your friends watching sports, turn the dial up a notch. Go to SoBet.io and see what hit the most or see who can hit the most ridiculous bets. Users have the ability to place bets off Vegas odds or generate a bet by changing any metric they want. As long as somebody is on the other side to accept. Let's get back to the roots of betting with SoBet. Go to SoBet.io. That's SoBet.io today to join the revolution. The SGPN app is now Lava on the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, coming off of the break, Dan, let's finish this strong, man. Uh, let me have your best bet for this week, NFL Week 11 player props. Best bet. Going with the Rook, Justin Fields is over 34 and a half rushing yards. I think this is the the best number you're going to get here. Um, it's only going to probably move up in the, in, as we get closer to game day. Um, but, yeah, I, I love this spot for Justin Fields. I think he's going to have a good day running the ball, mainly because he's he's down a weapon in Allen Robinson, even though he hasn't really been that productive this season. It's still, uh, it's still a receiving threat. Um, I think we'll see Cole Komet be a little bit more active in the pass game, but ultimately this is going to come down to the Baltimore Ravens coming out motivated, inspired, and wanting to get back in control of their division, that they're going to be coming very blitz heavy, um, which should be a good opportunity for Justin Fields to scramble out the pocket and, and get out of the, um, get out of, and get out of the, uh, the backfield there. So yeah, Justin Fields over 34 and a half uh, rushing yards. Yeah. I like this one. Also, I will double lock it best bet it with you, uh, but I will also give you another one. I'm currently seeing Justin Fields up to 36 and a half now, but I still like See, it all the way up to 40. Yeah. I like it up to 40. I agree. Yeah. Uh, for my best bet, other than the fields one, I'm going to go with CD lamb man. over 73 and a half receiving yards. I think that, Again, for all the reasons that I mentioned earlier, this guy is the number one uh, receiver for the Dallas Cowboys. I think that he should have a great game against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs secondary. And he's done it all season long in road games, right? He's been in 100-plus uh, receiving yards in three out of those four road games so far. 
He had 81 in week uh, two against the Chargers, which has a pretty good secondary led by Derwin James there. But uh, now you're going up at this a very porous Kansas City Chiefs defense. So I think that uh, C.D. Lamb should get over this number of 73 and a half receiving yards. So that will Love be that. it for NFL Week 11 Player Props Edition. Dan, any final thoughts uh, for this week, man? And also let the people know where they can find you, bro. Yeah, uh, my other best bet going with Bird Gang. Let's go! Um, okay. We're coming off, uh, coming off, coming off a, a nice victory here, and uh, we are one and a half point favorites, I believe. Um, I think it was last time I checked. Yeah, the, what, the the Saints this week, right? Yeah, yeah, one and a half point favorites. Yeah, um, everyone's on the Saints here, and uh, I'm riding with my boys. I, I talked some shit on them a, a few weeks ago because I, I still don't know what to expect on a weekly basis, but I think we've done a good job of establishing the run, which is exactly the Jedi mind tricks that is going to take us to victory here because we're not going to be able to run the ball at all, and we're finally might see Jalen Hurts sling the ball a little bit. So um, I hope Dallas Goddard's going to be playing. That, that certainly will impact the game. He's going to need another pass catcher, but I think we can catch these Saints uh, riding high with their defense um playing really well and it looks like alvin Kamara won't be playing uh no. it looks like he's trending towards doubtful so i think that's yeah. certainly going to help their case here i just this is like a more of a fate of trevor simeon i don't believe in that dude at all and the eagles past uh defense have been pretty good over the course of the the, the year so yeah going with bird gang but anyway you can hit me up on twitter <laughs> at dan titus um you'll hear me on the SGPN with the with the moon off on the prop cast also doing some stuff with the fantasy t- with the fantasy squad here uh check out if you guys are looking for late playoff stashes for your your fantasy leagues competitive leagues shallow leagues doesn't matter uh listen to the last episode with uh, rod via gomez and myself uh where we just go back to back on a, on a few on several different players that we like um to stash for the fantasy playoffs so yeah other than that hit me up i'll let you there it is, man. Make sure to follow Dan on Twitter. And again, make sure, guys, this is I say this every week, but it seems like every 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 single week it's crucial for your fantasy football uh, um, teams because now we're approaching that time where your team needs to stack up those wins to get ready for the playoff uh, push and if you're going to be in the championship game uh, for your respective leagues. So definitely check out the Fantasy Football Podcast as well as other podcasts on the, uh, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure to download the app, guys. Again, I've said this over and over that if you have the app, you'll get a push notification as soon as a podcast like this one drops. That way you can listen to it right away and get uh, take advantage of the best numbers because a lot of times when we're recording, these numbers are on the move. So I uh, definitely wanted you guys to take advantage of the best number. With that being said, um, we will be back next week. Uh, I know it's Thanksgiving, so maybe uh, we'll have a different uh, schedule, or if not, we will get something out um, for sure for NFL Week 12. Till then, have a great weekend, guys. Good luck with your bets tonight and for this NFL Week 11. Let's break the books off and let it ride. <laughs>